people have been asking, and it is finally here. My next live event, Work On Your Game Live, is taking place. Write these dates down. February 3rd and 4th, that's a Friday and a Saturday, here in beautiful, sunny, warm Miami, Florida, February 2023, February 3rd and 4th. At this event, we're going to help you achieve three specific things. You can write these things down too. Number one, help you raise your level of performance, because as I always say, this is a performance-based business that we are in. Number two, increase the consistency of your performance. This means you don't only perform at a high level, but you can do it over and over and over again. And number three, you're going to make more money in your business. If you are into making more money and generating more revenue in your business, we're going to do all of that. Those three things, performance, consistency, revenue, at Work On Your Game Live. Now, how we're going to do that are four specific things, the mindset that you need to show up every day and do the work, the strategy so that you have a game plan of action, the system so that you can execute the strategy consistently without fail, with very little variation from moment to moment, and the execution to go and get it done over and over and over again. Those are just details. But just keep these three things in mind that I told you at the top. Performance, consistency, income. If you are interested in any one of those three things or two of them or all three, go to workonyourgame.live. Again, workonyourgame.live. Get your ticket to the event. I am hosting. I will be teaching the entire two days. We'll give you food and snacks and coffee and donuts and all that. We have VIP dinners both nights that are optional if you would like to join. And I mean, it's Miami. Who doesn't want to be in Miami in the middle of February when it's the coldest part of the year everywhere else in the United States? Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. Then text me. Let me know that you're coming. And we're going to know who everybody is, who needs to meet who. I'm going to make sure everybody gets exactly what you need out of that. You will not leave that room unless you have a full game plan moving forward of action to take your business where it needs to go. Workonyourgame.live. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894. 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. The law of proximity says basically the same thing. Whoever you are around, that's what you're going to become. And whatever you're around, you're going to become the product of whatever you're hanging around. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Gray's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? 
That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is the best advice that I never took. I'll tell you what that is shortly. But after these messages, first of all, let me tell you what I have a daily motivation text that I send out free of charge every single day to everyone who's in my text community. If you would like to receive this message that is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp and on point, all you got to do is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every day when I send out that daily motivation text, you will be receiving that message straight to your phone. You can even respond to any one of those text messages and get a response from me because I actually go through my texts and do respond to some of my responses every single day. I get a lot of responses, but I do respond to some of them every day. So get in my text community, number one. Number two, my next event, Work On Your Game Live. Go to workonyourgame.live, get your ticket to that event. It's two days in Miami, February 3rd and 4th. Mindset, strategy, systems, and execution is what we will be covering at that event, amongst other things. We're going to cover a lot of things over two days. I can share a lot. I mean, you see what I do in 20 to 30 minutes on this show every day. So imagine two full days in person. Get your ticket by going to workonyourgame.live. As long as the page is still up, you can still get a ticket. Third, workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's where you get access to all of my courses, all of my training, like Bulletproof Mindset, 30 Days of Discipline, Your Body, Your Health, Next Mission, The Work On Your Game System, ASAP Confidence, Content Machine, Selling Yourself, Social Story Secrets, Becoming a Business Athlete. All of those are in Work On Your Game University. So go to workonyourgameuniversity.com, get access to that. Now let's get into the topic. So what we're going to talk about here today, the best advice I never took. I'm going to dip into my sports background, and I'm going to tell you a little bit of an anecdote that leads to the points that is all about the law of proximity. And hearkening back to what we talked about yesterday is about putting your ego aside, what we're going to talk about here today. So the topic, once again, is the best advice I never took. Point number one. So let me tell you a story. So my senior year of high school. So for those of you who don't know my background, my background is in professional basketball, but I played Division Three college basketball, which is like the third tier of college sports, which usually doesn't produce pro athletes. And even before that, in high school, I only played one year of varsity high school basketball because I was just a, a late bloomer in sports. I didn't start playing until I was 14. And then I didn't really get you know, adequate good until I was probably about 18. That was in the middle of my senior year of high school. So I only played one year of high school ball. Didn't really play that much the one year that I was on the team. Now, at the end of my senior year of high school, so this is basketball season is already over. Season ended in like February, but, you know, school year ends in June. So around May or June of that year, I went and tried out for this team. I saw this billboard posting for this team in the Sunny Hill League. Now, if you're not from the Philadelphia area, you probably never heard of Sunny Hill. Sunny Hill is the best amateur basketball league in the southeastern Pennsylvania area. So anyone from Delaware, South Jersey or in the southeastern part of Pennsylvania, as a youth, if you're somebody in basketball, you play in the Sunny Hill League. So anybody who's from that area who's somebody in basketball played in the Sunny Hill League. So Kobe Bryant, Wilt Chamberlain back in the day, this guy named Dewan Wagner, who's around my age group, he played there. Jameer Nelson, any of you played basketball, Rip Hamilton, all these guys played in the Sunny Hill League as amateurs, amateur youth. So there was a team in that league that was hosting a tryout. So I go to the tryout. And there's a bunch of people in there and they're all like superstars of the city. I kept coming to the practices. They didn't cut anybody from the team because it was like me and like three or four nobody guys. And then it was like 20 of the main big name guys. 
they didn't have to cut anybody from the team because, first of all, the team is being sponsored by this guy named Aaron McKee, who was a player on the Philadelphia 76ers at the time. I'm, actually, I'm not sure he was on the Sixers. He was on the Sixers at the time. He played with Allen Iverson. That year, the Sixers went to the finals and they lost to uh, Kobe and Shaq and the Lakers. So Aaron McKee was on the Sixers at the time. He was in the NBA. He's from Philadelphia. He had sponsored this team to play in the Sunny Hill League. And there was so much talent that they ended up having two teams because we had like 25 guys who all could play. And I was on one of those teams. And between these two teams, they didn't have to cut anybody again because all the nobody guys, like the four or five of us who were not guys whose name was in the newspaper every week, the rest of them just stopped coming because they probably all looked at the situation and calculated, well, I'm probably not going to play on this team. I'm not going to get any playing time and I'm a nobody in here, so I'm not coming anymore. They stopped coming. I was the only quote unquote nobody guy who kept coming. So I'm on the team, right? Now, this was by far, this team, this Sunny Hill League team, and I believe the team was just called Aaron McKee. It was two teams. One was called Aaron McKee and the other one was called something else. But this team was, relatively speaking, the most talented basketball team that I ever played on in my life. And I have a video on YouTube where I talked about this in more detail. If you want to hear about just the team experience, just go on YouTube and look up Dre Baldwin and type in Sunny Hill. That's S-O-N-N-Y, like the name Sunny, and Hill, H-I-L-L. That's the guy's, the man who started the league. His name is Sunny Hill. So type in Dre Baldwin with Sunny Hill and you can hear me talk about it. This was the most talented basketball team I ever played on by far. And that's even in the pro level. I'm not saying these high school players are better than the pros, but relative to the level, not even close. So anyway, all the best players in the city on the same team and me. Now, I knew I wasn't going to play a lot on this team. I knew it from the very beginning. Before we even start playing games, I'm like, I'm not going to play that much on this team. But I knew at the same time, it was a great opportunity to even be on the team and be around players who played at such a high level. because. There would be times maybe in practice I might make a nice play or and also just being around these guys, I got a chance to just experience being around higher level players so I could learn from them and just see what they were doing, maybe borrow a couple skills from these guys. It would help me get better just being around these guys, even though I knew going into it, I wasn't going to play. So the first two or three games of the season and the games were like, this is like the end of the high school year. So this is maybe like, May and June, the season starts. So we're still going to school every day, but the games are in the evenings. So the first two or three games of the season, I'm not really playing. I'm sitting on the bench. I'm getting in the game in what they call garbage time or mop-up duty. So it's like my team is winning by like 30 points, and then I get in the game, and I get in to score a couple baskets. That's pretty much how it went. So I'm spending most of my time on the bench on this team, and I remember coming back from one of the games, and I'm with a couple of my friends, my friend Tim, who was my neighbor, he was playing for his school in the summer league. He had started coming to the Sunny Hill, but then he stopped playing on that because he was going to play for his high school team in the summer league. And then my friend, Phil. And Phil was from my neighborhood. Now, Phil was one of the all-stars. He was one of the guys. He was the best player in our neighborhood in our age group. He was one of the star players on our team, but he was on the other group. So Aaron McKee had two teams. I was on like team A, Phil was on team B, and that was not separated by talent. It was just two teams. So Phil would come to the game sometime to watch us play, and then he would have his games. And I remember we're coming back from like maybe the second or third game of the season. And I'm not getting any playing time in this game. And I'm you know, venting to my friends here while we're coming home. And I'm like, man, I'm about to stop coming. I'm about to stop playing in these games. Now, Phil, who's a star, he's one of the guys who actually, he plays on a team like this. And he actually plays in the game. He does something in the games, unlike me sitting on the bench. And Phil's telling me, look, Dre, you know, don't quit. He's telling me, don't quit. He didn't really explain why not to quit, but he just said, don't quit which is great advice not to quit. But I quit anyway. And the reason I quit is because of my ego. I quit because of my ego. And I'm sitting there saying, well, look, if I'm not going to get any playing time on this team, 
What's the point of me continuing to come to the games? Even though I just told you two minutes ago, I knew when I got on this team, I wasn't going to get any playing time because all these guys, everybody on the team was better than me. So it was no reason for me to be playing. They were all better than me. But I'm thinking to myself, what's a better use of my time than coming to these games and sitting on the bench and watching them play? Why not just use this time and do something different? That was what my ego was telling me at age 18 at this point. But Phil's advice, which was don't quit. That's what I want to talk about through the rest of this masterclass. His advice was actually very, very good and accurate and sound advice that he did not spell out for me. It was not his responsibility to spell it out for me, but the advice was actually good. I didn't take his advice. I should have taken his advice. I should have stayed on that team and sat the bench for whatever. If it had been 25 games, I should have came to all 25 games and sat the bench for 25 games and been happy sitting on the bench. And today I'm going to tell you why I should have done that. Let's get into it. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is the best advice that I never took. Number two, let me tell you why it was a mistake for me to quit this team. Because even sitting on the bench, playing two or three minutes at the end of a game, but my team is up by 30 because we had all the best players in the damn city and we're winning and all of them are 10 levels better than me. Just sitting on the bench, watching those guys and being around these higher level players would have made me a better player faster than I became a better player on my own. I did become a better player because, as I told you, I became a I went and played in college. Then I went and played professional basketball. Some of these guys who were on this team didn't become professional athletes for other reasons, not because they didn't have the talent, but for other reasons. But at that time, these dudes were all 10 levels at least better than me, every single one of them. I should have stayed on that team just to be around those guys, just by the law of proximity. And the law of proximity is a cousin to the law of association. And we talked about the law of association in episode number 1880, the law of association, which states what? What does the law of association say? That you become the average of the people that you spend the most time around. And it does not matter how many it is. I know many of you have traditionally heard that it's five people. It doesn't matter. It could be two people. It could be 20. It could be 12. However you spend the most time around, that's what you become. The law of proximity says basically the same thing. Whoever you are around, that's what you're going to become. And whatever you're around, you're going to become the product of whatever you're hanging around. So if you're hanging around a bunch of people who are really, really good at basketball relative to you, guess what you're going to become? You'll at least get better at basketball. You may not become them, but you can get better. Like if I hung around a bunch of guys who lift super heavy weights all the time, every time I go to the gym, eventually I'm going to pick up one of those really heavy weights. It's like one of my neighborhood basketball coaches once said to one of the guys, maybe this is probably when I was maybe 15 or 16 years old. And this is before marijuana was more widely accepted the way that it is now. He said, hey, are you out there smoking weed? And he said, this is one of my teammates, one of my peers. who was maybe 15 or 16 years old. And the kid said, no, I'm not smoking weed. And the coach said, neighborhood coach, because we all lived in the neighborhood. He said, well, I was driving through the neighborhood and I saw you standing on the corner with a bunch of guys who smoke weed. And the kid said, well, just because I'm standing with him doesn't mean I'm smoking weed. And the coach said, well, if everybody sees you hanging with a bunch of dudes who deal drugs, or a bunch of guys who are gay, what would they think about you? And the player said, well, they would think I'm doing the same thing that those guys are doing. The coach said, exactly. So if you're hanging around a bunch of dudes who smoke weed and everybody knows that they smoke weed and you're hanging with them, well, what's everybody going to think about you? And this is the whole point. That's what the law of proximity states. If you're hanging around people who are doing a certain thing, it's only a matter of time before you do that certain thing. And even if you're not doing it, everyone will think that you're doing it. So I should have hung around those players because even if I didn't become that much better, Everybody would have thought I was good just because I was on the team with a bunch of good guys. Does that make sense? Anything that you want to bring into your life, folks, you need to spend time around that thing 
or around those people or around those energies. That is the law of proximity. If you want to make more money, you need to go find people who are making more money and find a way that you can hang around them and spend as much time as you can around them because eventually some of their ideas, their energies, their thoughts, their actions are going to rub off on you simply because you're in the room, because you're hanging with them. All right, this is why you go to events. That what I just said to you, anything you want to bring into your life, you need to get around it. At that time, the only thing I was thinking about, I was basically thinking about two things. I was already about to graduate from high school. So I was thinking about number one, uh, where am I going to go to college so I can play basketball? And number two, how do I get better at basketball? Those are the only things I was really thinking about. I didn't really care about anything else at that point. So this actually should have been an easy call for me. And had this show right here existed 20 years ago when I was dealing with this challenge, I would have stayed on that team. But unfortunately, there was no one around talking that real talk out and putting it out for free the way that I'm doing right now. So I wasn't around to help myself. So hopefully, maybe one of you, maybe one of you parents who's out there who has a kid who is dealing with this very situation, they can hear this and they don't make the same mistake that I made. Luckily, I was able to recover from my mistake, but it was still a mistake. Uh, just because it ended up working out does not mean that it wasn't a mistake. So by the law of proximity, I should have stayed on that team. But again, I didn't know the law of proximity in the year 2000. That was the year I graduated from high school. So this is good advice that I didn't take. Now, Phil, the guy who was the star player, he was on the other team that I was on. Phil was the star player. Phil was an all-city, no all-star, playing in the all-star games, playing in AAU tournaments. He was getting letters from college coaches and scholarship offers. He was all the stuff that I wanted to be, he was doing those things. He was living that life at that time. I should have taken his advice because he was a better player than me. So if it came down to taking some advice about basketball, who is more qualified to give advice? The guy who's already an all-star and doing all the stuff that I wanted to do or the guy who ain't got nothing going on like me? All right, I took my own advice when I was unqualified to give myself advice. Is everybody checking what I'm saying here? I hope this is getting through to y'all. I was unqualified to give myself advice about a basketball career because my career at that point was not producing any fruits. If I was going to take advice about a basketball career, I should have taken it from somebody who was actually doing things, who had things going on. Phil was that guy. He lived right down the street. We literally lived one block away from each other. I knew him. He knew me. He said, Dre, don't quit. He didn't explain it. That's all he said was, Dre, don't quit. I didn't take his advice. I should have took his advice. And this was me allowing my ego to be in front and not following the advice of someone who knew a lot better than me what was going on. Again, even though he didn't have the articulateness to explain it, I still should have took his advice. Just from him telling me that, that should have been enough. Again, as I said, it would have made me a better player just from going to practice and watching the games from the front row on the bench, hearing what the coaches were saying to the players during the timeouts, seeing what the players were saying. Maybe I would have got to know a few of the players because none of them really knew me. And of course, getting into some of the games. At some point, I would have gotten to some of the games. I mean, I did get into games. Every game I went to, I got in, but I played like really like two or three minutes and I didn't play. And it was, again, in garbage time. Like the game was pretty much over and I was doing nothing. That's you know, pretty much can be bruising to your ego if you're coming in expecting one thing, you get another thing. So that's why this is great advice that I should have taken. And it was my ego is the only reason why I didn't take it. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is the best advice that I never took. Now, what does all this have to do with you? Let's say you're not in high school. You're not playing basketball. You're not trying to play college basketball. And you want to know how could you actually use what I'm talking about here today? I'm going to tell you how. If you want to get better at what you do, you need to be around people who are playing the game at a higher level than you are. Even if being around those people means you are simply a fly on the wall, you are the lowest person on the totem pole. 
even if it means you're the dumbest person in the room, even if it means you are the brokest person in the room, even if it means you're the least skilled person in the room, even if it means you are the least accomplished person in the room, even if it means you are the least known person in the room, you're the only nobody in the room and everybody else in the room is a somebody. That's the exact room you need to be in. Should I say that again? This is what the law of proximity says. If you're trying to step your level up, you need to be in a room where, and all of you have heard the saying, right? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? Everybody's heard that before? Okay. So that means you need to be in the room where you are the lowest level person. You're the dumbest. You're the brokest. You're the least skilled, the least accomplished. You're the only nobody and everybody else is a somebody. That's the exact room you need to be in the most. Those are the rooms you really need to be in because everybody in that room is playing a game at a higher level than you, which means you have nowhere to go but up as long as you keep showing up. When you spend a lot of time around people who are playing the game at a higher level than you by osmosis, you will learn a lot more about how the game works. All right. That's why you do this. All right. That's the reason why you get into rooms of people who are playing the game at a higher level than you. Problem with a lot of people, and this is the problem that I had at age 18, is my ego was out in front and I wanted to be in a room where I was the guy. Well, guess what? I stopped playing on that team. What other team did I play for that summer? None. Zero. Now, again, even though things worked out for me and I got better that summer by working on my game on my own. I went to college and I made the team and I walked on and all that and I became a pro and all's well that ends well does not mean that my decision then was a good decision. It was still a bad decision, even though things worked out. This is the revisionist history that some people have. Well, I, I did something dumb, but things worked out. So it doesn't matter. I did something dumb. It doesn't change the fact you did something dumb. Now, the definition of osmosis, for those of you not familiar with the term, is a process by which molecules of a solvent pass through a semi-permeable membrane from a less concentrated solution into a more concentrated one, thus equalizing the concentrations of each side of the membrane. In other words, when you hang around other people, you start to learn things that they know, think how they think, and act how they act just because you're around them. That's what osmosis means. All right, it's a scientific phenomenon is what osmosis is. All right, that's why you want to hang around people who are playing the game at a higher level than you because you're going to start doing things that they're doing. If you hang in a room full of people who are doing anything at a higher level, even something you're not interested in, you will learn more about that thing because you're hearing them talk about it all the time. You're watching them do it all the time. This is the law of proximity. This is the reason why you go to events. If you want to make more money, you should go to an event where the ticket costs you more money than you were comfortable paying, where the hotel stretches you a little bit, where everybody there is making more money than you, and they're talking about money on a level that you have never even thought about money, those are the events that you need to go to if you're trying to make more money because you have no choice but to up your level when it comes to your thinking and thus your actions and turn your actions about money. All right, this is why it works. This is why you hire coaches. This is why you join masterminds. This is why you do all that other professional development stuff that I'm talking about all the time because being around the people who are already doing it forces you to start doing it. And being around it when you're around other people, multiple people who are doing it makes it even stronger because you have the peer pressure and the social pressure of being around other people. And you don't want to be the one person who is not stepping your game up. You don't want to be the one person who's not delivering. When I heard this is a guy named David Thorpe. Those of you who are basketball junkies may have heard of David. David Thorpe is a basketball coach slash trainer. He's been around for a long time. He was you know, deep in the game even when I was playing. And he's still out there. I don't know what he's doing now. I haven't seen or heard his stuff lately, but I know he's still out there. And one of the things that David Thorpe said, because he would train a lot of players who were getting ready for the NBA draft. And something that I heard him say years ago was that the best way for a player to figure it out, like to really get good at basketball, 
is to be in the gym every day playing with players who are better than him. Just throw him in there and have him playing every day and working out and training with players who are playing at a higher level than him. So in other words, you got some guy who just came out of college. So he wants to go to the NBA or he's about to get drafted or trying to get drafted to the NBA. The best way to step that player's game up is to put him in a gym with a bunch of guys who are already in the NBA and have him work out with them every day. That's the best way to get him ready for the NBA. Why? Because he has no choice but to either he's going to step his game up and show himself that he can do more at a higher level because he's being forced to. He has no choice but to do that because that's the only way he can keep up with these guys who are in the NBA. Or he's going to get his ass kicked all up and down the basketball court and never come back. There's only two things that can happen because he can't keep playing the way he played in college because that's not going to be good enough to keep up with these NBA guys. And if he keeps playing like that, he's going to get his ass kicked. And then he's going to be so bruised and defeated that he's going to stop coming. Kobe Bryant said this. Somebody asked Kobe years after he had become an established star in the NBA, Kobe, what was your mentality or how were you able to survive coming out of high school? Because, you know, Kobe skipped college. How were you able to survive coming out of high school to play in the NBA? And Kobe said, sink or swim. There's only two options you got. You're either going to get your ass kicked all up and down the court to where people just say, all right, this guy's a bum. He should have stayed in school or you're going to figure it out and toughen up and get better. Those are only two options you got. This is why, folks, you need that eustress. I talked about eustress in episode number 1348. What is eustress? Eustress is stress, but it's like the opposite of distress. Distress is the kind of stress that makes you feel like an old person, makes you feel 15 years older than you actually are, and it beats you down. It it wears on you with anxiety, and this is the bad kind of stress. Eustress is the good kind of stress. It's the kind of stress that you volunteer for because you know it's going to make you better, stronger, and more productive in the long run. You want to put yourself in positions of you stress, where you are in a room of people who are way better than you because you have no choice but to get better to stay in that room. I was in a position to deal with you stress on this team. But again, since nobody was there to talk sense into me, nobody was there to smack me in the face with the truth, like what I'm giving you all here today, I let my ego speak for me and made a bad decision. This is the best advice that I did not take. So this is the kind of professional development stuff that I tell you all about all the time. I'm giving you an example from my own life where I messed it up and I had the opportunity. This is one of the things that I would have did differently. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is the best advice that I never took. So again, I'm going to tell you this whole story again, but I was on this Sunny Hill team, which was the best amateur league in southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, Delaware, best amateur players in the city all play there. I'm on a team with all the best stars from the city of Philadelphia. I was a nobody on this team, not getting any playing time. My ego told me to quit. One of the players who was on that team, who I knew from my neighborhood, told me not to quit. I did not follow his advice. It was the best advice I didn't take. Point number two, why this was a mistake? Because even sitting on the bench, I would have become a better player just by the law of proximity. Being around better players would have made me a better player. I would have learned more from them. And I would have been perceived as a better player simply because I was on the team with a bunch of dudes who could play. Whereas not being on that team, who was I? I was a nobody. Point number three. What this has to do with you, if you want to get better at what you do, you got to be around people who are playing the game at a higher level than you, especially when it makes you uncomfortable because you have no choice but to either step your game up or the floor is going to get mopped with your dead body. All right, you have no choice. You either sink or you swim. You either get better and step your game up so you can keep up with everybody who's playing at a higher level than you, or you will fall into the abyss and be a nothing and nobody simply because you can't keep up and you want to put yourself in a position where you have no choice but to make this decision. See, when you're in a situation where you have a choice, you could either just stay going on cruise control the way you are in your comfort zone, or you could step it up. What happens with most people is they don't step it up. When you put yourself in a position where you have to step it up to get to a higher level, then guess what? Most people always step it up. That's why you got to force yourself 
into these positions of use stress. Again, that's episode 1348. If you have not listened to that yet, go to workonyourgamepodcast.com so you get access to every episode in the history of this show. Again, workonyourgamepodcast.com. If any of those links ever doesn't work or you don't see it down below in the show notes, just go to workonyourgamepodcast.com. Three things for you to do now. Text me, get my daily motivation, 305-384-6894. Get your ticket to Work On Your Game Live. That's my live event happening February 3rd and 4th. That's at workonyourgame.live. And get access to all of my trainings, all of my courses, all of my exclusive trainings, and my monthly two physical mailings that I send to your mailbox every month. That's my masterclass black book and my bulletproof bulletin physically to your doorstep every month. That's at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre, all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text to send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.